welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast. I am one of your hosts, Jay Nightswarm. With me, as always, we've got Filtercore. What's up? Yeah, awesome. And, of course, Johnny Riot, who's also just Johnny Riot. It was so hard for me to not just bust up laughing as soon as we went silent to hit record. Was it the iCarly? The heavy iCarly, yeah. <laughs> it was the fact that we were full conversation and ready, and then it was just click. There it is. That's how we do it in the business. I don't know what business we're in. Professional. Yeah, motherfucking professional. But we do have a good show. Uh, it looks like it's in two weeks. Um, we decided, you know, hey, let's take the fourth off. Um, so that was kind of nice. You guys do anything cool? I got hepatitis C. It was pretty cool. Okay, okay. That's a pretty crazy weekend. What are you, Motley Crew? So I got A, B, and C now. <laughs> working on my working my way towards D. <clears throat> He's learning the alphabet. D's and O's. What was that? What? Um, yeah, I don't think I really did too much. No, I, I, I don't think I did anything at all. Uh, so good times. Um, yeah, Major Johnny. Potty went to like uh, Australia or something, right? No, he went to Ohio. <laughs> no, too bad. Which is way worse. Kind yeah, no, we were we were referencing Australia because he lives in a town here in Florida that has the same name as a. Uh, major city in Australia. Mm. Yeah. Dundee? Yes. Yep. Squidney. Squidney. Squids don't have knees. Oh, Outback. I heard they ah, have the curbside takeaway there. Kangaroo. <laughs> Samsonite. I was way off. All right. After we're done, everyone's homeworks to go watch that movie again. We're talking about it next week. All right. So uh, there wasn't. Th- there was one major thing that I think news-wise happened this week, um, and it. We're gonna save that to about halfway through the show. Um, the biggest thing that we want to talk about is it turns out a ton of games are having uh, like hot fixes, updates, and patches, or they're you know throwing their hot fixes forward um, and making them live in the patches, which is um, awesome. Right. And this is some good stuff. So hopefully, um, if you already aren't looking at some of this stuff and you didn't know about it, it gets your guys' eyes on that. Uh, before we jump into that, if you guys get the chance, as always, head over to uh, facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all the top news video game junk there. We appreciate likes, comments, and shares as well. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. Alright, so the first one here um, I think this I guess more of a personal thing ended up on the top, so I guess it's just me continuing to talk. Um, session uh, 0.0.28 um, update is now live. Of course, this one is uh, an ever ever evolving game. It's an early access. Um, I've been doing a lot of good stuff uh, if you can, I would always say when you go in, go into the options and change it to performance mode. The graphics are nice, but uh, the performance um, kind of changes the uh, feel of the simulation. So I think that's important. Uh, but they added two new levels to uh, the game. Um, they uh, added the um, they added a New York courthouse. They call it the um, the infamous Black Hubba ledges. Um, and they're black because of all of the wax that has been slid across them. Um, so kind of an iconic spot in New York. 
Um, and then they added another spot uh, called the Highline Bridge, which is, uh, it kind of reminds me, it's a little more reminiscent of some of the downhill levels uh, in the Tony Hawk games. So you start up high and you can constantly keep forward progression, um, which is kind of cool. They haven't really done, this one's kind of a departure from um, everything else that they've kind of set up. You can still, of course, stop, set a session marker and, you know, do what you're going to do um, at any spot along the way. Uh, aside from that, they did open a few new areas in the existing maps. Um, they added a skate shop in uh, Philly, which is cool. And they have a, skatab a new uh, skatable spot right outside of it. Um, and then uh, they added uh, a few new spots to uh, New York. I think it's over by the police station. Um, and next to James Park, if you guys have played, uh, you know, if any listeners have played that. Um, and uh, they've completely revamped the replay editor. I have yet to mess with this just because I'm exploring all the new areas. Uh, but yeah, different types of keyframe types, camera types. They've added a tripod camera, um, field of depth stuff, uh, lots of bug fixes. It was a little buggy. Um, so that's, uh, that's pretty good. Um, in all of these places, they added some pretty sick historical challenges. Um, which is just, uh, basically they watch old 90s videos and see like, oh, cool. Like, Yishan Mosley did this trick over this spot in New York. Um, and then, uh, you know, if you happen to do that trick at the same spot, cool. You earn some, basically you earn some cash and they give you basically like a little like badge of honor, kind of. That's cool. Um, yeah, so a lot of stuff going there. A new game mode called Skate Dice that I haven't messed with yet. Um, which reminds me of um, this YouTube show called Four Wheels Live, which if you guys haven't watched Four Wheels Live, it's really funny. It's a game show where they take two pro skaters and they spin these huge four wheels and it tells them you know, what obstacle they're doing the trick on, what type of trick, how they're standing, um, and what obstacle could be in their way. It's just kind of a dumb show. But that's basically what the skate dice is... Um, set up like and uh and a few other things they updated their day and night cycle um and a ton of general fixes uh added um i think they added new uh foliage throughout all of the levels um they reworked all the lighting camera sharpness and things like that it's a really crisp looking game now and that's live um for pc and xbox right now nice yeah, so pretty big update. Uh, they've been working toward this for uh, a little while. Um, this game's really coming along. So if you're really big into skateboarding and you haven't checked this out, like go pick this up. Right now it's um, uh, like five bucks off. It's uh, fifteen bucks to get in on the early access. That's not bad at all. Yeah, that actually brings up a, a, a really good point when you mentioned the pricing. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, with so many hot fixes and patches and stuff being announced and dropped and, and talked about over the past couple weeks, um, we just ended the Steam Summer Sale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's just like that perfect time of year to discuss all of this stuff and to talk about it because it's going to generate traffic over to the game, which probably is going to be on a sale at that point. So um, I guess we're lucky enough that a lot of these games kind of stay on some kind of sale or rotate through frequently enough. But man, did you just remind me that I spent way too much money over the past two weeks? 
Yeah, uh, the first two games that we're basically talking about here, I, they're both in early access. So, um, Session, which, um, you know, amazing. If you've listened to the show before, you've heard me talk about it in excess, probably. Um, the next one is something that uh, it, it's not just a me thing. I think uh, uh, quite a lot of us are are either interested in or have played it, and are um, it's always kind of lingering in the back. It's always lingering in the back of my mind, like a parasite. Yeah, pun, pun intended. Mm, I guess perfect. on that one. Um, but uh, Baldur's Gate uh, for Baldur's Gate Three, Larian Studios had uh, a LARP event and a um, I can't remember what they call it. Let me see. Uh, panel from Hell. So it's the Panel from Hell three. Um, That's what Pantera was it, talking about. They uh, th- they called it uh, a most noble sacrifice. Um, where did they do this show from? Do you remember? Austin? It was like in a castle in Belgium. Yeah, it was like uh, a sick castle. Let me. I wish I could remember the name of it because yeah, these guys are living the dream. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but uh. Yeah, they, they jumped right into it, started talking about um, patch 5 for them, um, which, let me see here, I think they, yeah, July 13th, so. Yeah, um, Tuesday. You, it'll be Tuesday, yeah. Um, a bunch of new stuff rolling out. Uh, I think, Austin, you read into this a decent amount, right? Yeah, so um, there are a couple, like, there's some smaller, like, quality of life fix stuff that they didn't really get super detailed into. But uh, the really big things, um, they're adding a lot more, like, role-playing elements to make it feel more like you're just playing a game of tabletop Mm D&D. And they're changing a lot of AI stuff, which, obviously, you know, that's a big fix every time you do something like that. So the the primary uh, big things that they're working on... um, one is called the active role system. So if you've played it, um, it, you're doing like traditional like dice rolls to see, uh, to like pass skill checks basically. So like, you know, you come up to a a locked door and you could do, uh, you know, a difficulty 10, uh, you know, force the door open, or you could do a difficulty 12, like pick the lock and then it's silent. So you didn't make the noise of breaking it or whatever. So now it's actually going to have details on like, Okay, normally this would be difficulty 10. You'd have to hit a 10 out of a 20-sided dice. But instead, because you're strong, it's only an 8. So it'll show that uh, your strength is subtracting 2 from the difficulty. And then there's even... It even goes a step further than that. And uh, you can actually, like... If you have a skill or, like, a, a spell or something that you could cast that would make you better at, you know, picking locks you can activate that spell in the skill roll. So that way, you know, it still uses a spell slot. It still, you know, whatever other background effects still occur, but you're doing it in the roll. So you're not, you don't have to like know that you're about to go into a strength roll or whatever and like plan ahead. You can just activate it when needed, uh, which yeah, is really smart. It's a big quality of life thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's been a big thing. Um, yeah. Just, the, the roles in general looking actually looking at the roles um i i was playing that uh i was playing that video where they were showing you know the guy picking the lock and it has the difficulty class with the die in the middle um and then under it has plus three for dexterity mm-hmm. plus two for sleight of hand plus one d4 for guidance uh right. which is a spell that would you know like a 
uh, you know, something that was added to the role. Uh, yeah, all really good things. Previously, it was uh, a little bit of guesswork. You're it was like, kind okay, of obfuscated, right? Yeah, it, you're like, okay, I know I have this, uh, so that should it sh- theoretically should help, and you know it. Which was fine, but yeah, quality of life, that's huge, um, for sure. So, another thing uh, that they're adding, they're they're working on uh, camp supplies. So, basically, when you've, like, burned up all your spells and everything, um, you can uh, go to, like, your party camp, which is kind of like, you know, anything you would see in, like... Um, I mean, it's typical to Dungeons & Dragons, but, you know, it's in, like, Dragon Age Origin and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so it says basically in the write-up, um, when you're eager to progress the story or end the night, you can rest, um, in the long rest camp area. Um, and they even mentioned Dragon Age Origins here. Larian is making it even easier to get cozy with companions with the new camp resources feature. The long rest is more effective. Patch 5 will utilize spare scraps and food found while exploring to make your resting a bit more strategic and less wasteful. Um... Many camps are also on the horizon, allowing players a different way to rest than the usual campsite. From the chapel, from the chapel near the Ravage Beach to the Underdark, we've recreated landmarks as their own isolated location that can be accessed when you're ready to hunker down for your long rest. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, during character creation, which is you know we were kind of talking about that ahead of the show, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, character creation news. Um, one of the parts of character creation in Baldur's Gate is you select a background. Which is very... I mean, anybody that plays D&D will be familiar with that. Um, So let's say you're like a folk hero. So like you're from a small village. You did some kind of heroic task. Like you defeated an orc that was prowling the edges of your village. So now you're like a folk hero. Um, And that's like what you're kind of known as as part of your background. You'll reference it in dialogues and things like that. Um, One thing that this update is adding is like sort of like hidden goals that are part of your background so say if you're uh yeah again you're a folk hero um when you complete certain quests or if, if you do certain things in the game that are like folk hero-ish um you'll get little bonus experience uh you'll get little additional benefits in certain scenarios uh they're yeah. still i mean it definitely sounds like they're still working out what exactly that's going to be because they're extremely vague on it yeah, essentially they want you to, to they want to they want you to keep playing Role along play. to the way your character is created. Right, yeah. So right. they don't want you yeah, to be some in. guy who's supposed to be a, a total like urgency little pos, and then go out and be like the nicest guy ever and just right. So you get rewarded for role playing, basically. Yeah, they want you to kind of like stick with your. It, it's the idea of sticking with your alignment, but even better, mm-hmm. even bigger. Like you've got to stick with what your your actual background is, and it needs to make sense. Right. Yeah. For Which sure. is awesome. Uh, yeah, that's um, yeah. Being rewarded for the things that you know that your character is supposed to do. I think that's one of the issues with. Um, I think a lot of us find it in something like uh, Elder Scroll. Mm-hmm. You know, we start off with this idea: I want to wield this weapon. I want to do this, and then ultimately at the end, yeah, there's an optimal using way to play. arrows. Yeah, we all end yeah. up using a bow and arrow and stealth, or we end up using magic and you know just range. Um, you know, I don't know, typically. So this should hopefully help remove that. You know, right. hey, stick with what your character is and what they do. Um, they're also, so, you know, we talked about AI. Uh, 
According to Larian, it's a serious tune-up that makes enemies more intelligent. Unarmed enemies are able to pick up discarded weapons if they choose to. That's um, cool. Enemy like units can... Uh, if one has four health potions, he can give one to one of his allies, which makes a lot of sense. Um, your NPC companions will make more sensible, self-preserving decisions, which is good because there's a lot of... There's several missions in the game where you have like an... Um, like there's a particular one where you meet some people at a gate that are trying to get in, but they're blocked out because there's a goblin attack and they will kind of just do stupid moves when you're playing. Like they're just Mm -hmm. not, they don't have very good AI. They share the enemy AI, which is kind of designed at the time of the, you know, these first couple patches to just kind of run in and be killed by you. Um, so they're fixing that, um, And then they ended on a tease. Uh, There are a huge number of other improvements. Non-lethal attack mode. Old school point and click dialogue. Very intriguing new story content around a certain party member. And I can't even imagine. That's interesting. Like I'm sure they're, you know, they're teasing one character in specific and they think that people will just know. I think I have an idea. But all the characters are so interesting that. They they really are, yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I don't really like, it could be anybody. I think it's probably Shadowheart just based on. The fact that they don't really reveal anything about her yet. It might even just be a new party member. Because they've only... I mean, the game is going to have more party members than they currently have shown. Yeah. So, it's hard to say. Yeah, it... it, uh, I want to say it's Shadowheart. And I want to say it's Shadowheart because she has an item in her inventory. Yep. That I've never figured out. Yep. That's what I'm thinking, too. And she did kind of make some teases that, like she knows a little bit more than the other characters about what's going on, sort of, it seems like. So. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. Um, July, July 13th, so uh, this coming, you know, Tuesday, if you guys are listening to this um, on the podcast. Um, And those official patch notes that actually really show what's going on, for the most part, will come out uh, the day that the patch does, so no prep time. Just yeah. get in there. Yeah, that's what we that's what you deal with, I guess, with early access. Yep. That's cool though. Um I'm this is this is probably one of my favorite things in video it's, games. It's one of those games that like I'm afraid to do too much in it. I don't want to like know it like the back of my hand because it's just the early access. It doesn't have the full game yet. And I, I don't right. know how much is gonna change. You know, it's one of those like when you talk about demos and stuff, when is it a good time to not play the demo? right um, it's dangerous it's it's for interesting sure. for sure yeah. yeah we've talked about that i think we've talked about that a lot yeah but it's it this good. one's almost too good it's good it's, it's, it's almost, almost too, too good, good to I ignore yeah. i've definitely recommended it to like i have a cousin who liked the Baldur's gate games like anybody who i think would have any passing interest i'm like you should really consider it like you yeah. might not want to do it in the end but you should look at some trailers and really consider it because I mean, yeah. If if you like a, this kind of stuff, you're going to be happy with it. Yep. Like it, if you like fantasy, if you've ever played D and D and enjoyed yourself, if you've ever played, um, like a Baldur's Gate or uh, a uh, like Champions, um, yeah. yeah, pretty much anything. You're going to be going to be very very happy with this. Um, yep. You got you can even set this up um, as like your like instead of D and D, that's one of the things I think is probably one of my biggest problems with D and D is I, I, I hate n- not being in a group. 
like in, in a physical face-to-face group yeah um this kind of removes that because it's the best of both worlds pretty much yeah we've we've definitely played this multiplayer through not the whole of what's available for the game but a good chunk of it just to kind of i think we were trying out a new class that just dropped at the time and we were just kind of figuring out how the multiplayer stuff worked yeah but uh you could definitely like if you have a group of friends when you don't have like a dm or you can't really get a lot of good scheduling um because i mean obviously playing dnd is you know takes a lot of time um this game could be that right yeah so and as it expands i mean it's only getting better guys yeah you can even go back to their other game you can even go back to original sin 2 Mm-hmm. And have a very, very good time with that. For sure. All right. Yeah, let's keep uh, pushing forward. Keep rolling, baby. There was... Uh, I think This is like my stream. segment here. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So, uh, I've got like three or four in a row here that I'm super you interested do. in. <laughs> so, uh, that's, what, that's the advantage you get when you set up all the items on the list. Or many of them, I should say. So... Uh, I wish this game was better, but <laughs> Star Wars The Old Republic is improving <laughs> with uh, another expansion coming out. So they've done kind of what? They've done like a prequel. They've done a couple like endgame expansions. That, that was a big thing that people were complaining. There wasn't enough endgame when the game first came out, which is fair, especially for an MMO. Um, Needs it. So they're adding another one. And this is kind of the... I it, I sort of see it as like the, the pure end end game stuff that i think this might be getting ready to tease another project because i know well i guess it hasn't been fully confirmed but it's basically been confirmed and it's been kind of rumored for a while that there was a knights of the old republic remake on the horizon uh kind of like a lot of the remakes that we've seen it's a it's kind of a double it's a cash grab for all the original people that played it uh and the people that wanted to play it but didn't because it was too difficult to get into or whatever and then also, um, these often seem to be like, okay, let's see if there's still interest in this series. And if there is, we'll release a new one and really make some fucking money, right? So, I, I'm kind of oh. hoping it's that. Um, I mean, I've, oh, I've played through on a couple <laughs> classes in the Old Republic MMO. Um, and, I, you know... It, it's it's good for what it is i you know it's i just don't like mmos so of course i'm not gonna like it as much as if it was basically anything other than a racing game i guess um so yeah they're saying they're we're spreading the ongoing galactic conflict to new worlds um so there's like some characters from the main story that you're gonna run into they're introducing a new gameplay mechanic called combat styles Players can now separate their class story from gameplay style for even greater customization experience. This frees up advanced class options as characters can choose any advanced advanced class within the tech or force play style. Play as a trooper wielding a sniper rifle and Sith Inquisitor with dual lightsabers. Even secretly use dark side powers while playing as a member of the Jedi Order. That's sick. That's cool. Um, and... Uh, Loadouts will increase your ability to customize, allowing you to swap between playstyles and gear with a click. They show, like, again, like a clone trooper, basically, or, you know, that style of armor and everything, with a sniper rifle, with a, like, a heavy repeating machine gun, with a pistol, with dual pistols. Previously, your combat style was locked into your class, pretty much. 
Mm-hmm. So um, they're looking to get rid of that. It just um, opens it up, yeah. Yeah, they're adding a new... There's going to be a couple new planets, but one of the ones they're teasing is Manan, which people from the uh, you know, the Knights of the Republic games will remember, so definitely a tease there. Um, explore a ruined Sith fortress on the planet Elam, which has been uh, in the game before. Uh, gather your allies in deep space. An obscure Sith cult is harvesting technology from an ancient weapon. Uh, so you go through that. Shadows of the Underworld. It kicks off a new galactic season, a new batch of... This is all, you know, multiplayer-heavy stuff, so... Um, a new batch of rewards themed around the Shadow Syndicate. Um, improved player experience as we head into our 10th year of service. We're taking a deeper look at overall player experience. This is typical. We see this all the time with uh, MMOs. They're going to streamline some stuff, um, alter character creation and stuff like that. And then... Uh, yeah, they're talking about, you know, regular story updates, master mode, anomaly, which is like a multiplayer mission, um, UI updates, PvP system remap, revamp, more galactic seasons, new flashpoint, new locations, tech modernization, visual improvements, maybe even a few more. So, lots of stuff coming. I don't think we got an exact release date on that. Uh, they said, yeah, it's free. Upcoming. Uh, holiday 2021. Holiday. So that's when I'll be playing again. <laughs> yeah. And they always get big player spikes when stuff like this happens, so... The actual DLC itself, it's not really DLC. It's like subscriber reward content, right? So um, it's I don't believe it's going to be purchasable. They have not been doing that for ever since the game went free, basically. Um, but it could be a good time to jump in, experience all the new stuff from the update. If you are super into it or if you make a character that you're particularly passionate about, continue playing, uh, You know, get onto that premium... Uh, I think it's like ten bucks a month or something like that. So, okay, could be cool. Go. Could could bring me back every once in a while. I have the itch to go and play a character through. And I, you know, <laughs> and you're like, I, I think about it. But I then, get a quarter of the way in. And I'm like, then I don't. This is an MMO. <laughs> I could, but <laughs> turns out it's an MMO. Yeah, I think I've installed that game like fifteen yep. times in the past decade, and I just never actually play it because yep. I owned it back before it went free to play. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I got it day one. Yep. And I, I know I, this last time I installed it, created a character, ran through a little beginning area, and then I think I got stuck in, like, this, like, in between this these two rock faces, and mm-hmm. I was like, I think that's my cue. Yep. I was done. So you can type slash stuck, and it'll unstick you? Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think I think I removed myself, but I was like, I think that's probably it for me. Nah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Thanks. Moving like, on. Like, yeah, I I think I'm with you. I I really just want. I just wanted sport. it to be something else. I yeah. I want to experience it. I don't yeah. want the MMO yep. side of it. Just because I don't. Maybe it's just me. I don't like the MMO Star Wars universe. Yeah. I don't think it's. I, it's not particularly interesting. It, it makes storytelling really difficult. The game does... I mean, this is one of the hev- the most story-heavy MMOs. I, okay. I don't even know what I would compare it to, honestly. Maybe that Secret World one that burned out. Yeah. But, um, you know, they really lean heavily on story stuff. They have, like, you know, the traditional Bioware uh, cutscenes and, you know, dialogue with the dialogue wheel and everything and... It's done really well. It's it's about the closest I could ever ask for, right? It's just that, you know, it's like uh, if you don't like 3D platformers, you're probably not going to like 
this hot new 3D platformer that the just best. came out, right? Yeah. Like, it, it might be the one you like the most, but it doesn't mean you're going to be a huge fan or whatever. So, And also, part of the issue is the whole point of this is to be an MMO, to play with other people and everything. Um, it is like, because it's an MMO, you have to dedicate a trillion hours to get anywhere. And it's like, I never have a schedule overlap with people enough. Like, you and I, or the three of us, could not jump on and play through start to end. It would take a hundred years for us to get through the game. Because our, yeah. our schedules are not the same, you know? Well, I think that's still the big thing with MMOs, though, is it's not really intended for you to necessarily play with people that you already know. It's your need to go out and... I don't want to make new friends, dude. I'm, I'm not in high school. Skills. I do not want a new person in my life at this point. <laughs> Unless it's did, they're not in your life. Essentially, I've, I've met all the people I ever need to meet. They're just a uh, NPC with free they're will. Just, yeah, they're just NPCs that show up, you know, once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, Speaking of NPCs, yeah, Witcher Three is yeah. So this is a DLC? this is a this is a new game. Apparently, it's something I have. Hot played. new 2015 game of the year game. Witcher Three mm-hmm. is somehow making more DLC still. Based on the Netflix series. Which, I, even I that, they're two years late to. <laughs> Unless this is DLC about Season 2. Right, in which case they'll be ahead of it, which I think is probably unlikely. <laughs> yeah, so, so, that's a good point. Yeah. So they had, like, WitcherCon, quote-unquote, uh, which was like, I, I mean, they announced some stuff about the anime that's coming out in 46 years. They announced uh, some stuff about Season 2 of the show, which is coming in December, which is kind of expected. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm very excited for that. I just rewatched season one to get in the mood again. And uh, yeah, so they said, you know what? Fuck it. New consoles dropping. Let's make The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Game of the Year. Collector's Edition. Uh, RPG of the Decade. Collector's Version Mode 23. And just slap that bitch out there and see what it does. So. They don't need it to even do anything. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't even think they're expecting like sales on this. I think it's going to be a free update. They're just I, they're trying to get some goodwill back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's a, it's the next gen update. So they, right. ever since they first announced it, said it was going to be a free update. Okay, yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure if they were. I, I mean, there's probably going to be a box version that you could buy, right? Oh yeah, there always is. Yeah. If you just didn't have any of it yet, somehow, despite it going on sale constantly for like ten bucks. It's going to be the bathtub edition or something. I feel like you've just it comes accident- with a full... I feel like at this point, people have accidentally bought it. I have eight copies of it. Yeah. I, like, I don't I even know to, how. I, I purchased it once. I own this probably five times. Yeah. It multiplies. It does. It, it's like... It, it has the ability to breed. It is. Just getting it done over there on the bookshelf. I would do anything um, to get Henry Cavill out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> he might help you build your next PC. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I needed him before. I was having an issue with the, getting the fucking coolant putty on that fucking processor. Get what coolant putty on his processor. <laughs> Bang. All right. Uh, director's cut. Uh, this is the director's cut section. So, hope yep. you guys. Welcome to the director's cut. This is the you paid for it once, so now pay for more of more. Pay, pay, f- pay slightly less for the more edition. Um, Ghost of Tsushima getting a director's cut, uh, PS5, uh, and PS4, uh, August 20th. Um, the, well, the big deal with this one is that it's not 
typically what you would think of as a normal director's cut because they're putting an expansion in this one. They're giving you yeah. an entire new area to play in. Why not? That's the that's the cool part, and that's but, where I'm like I'm fine with paying for it. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, that was. They, it, put, it's giving it a time. lot of new features and a lot of quality of life updates, but they're also giving you know an entire other area. So you're you're getting an actual expansion out of this, not mm-hmm. just all the up the visual like upgrades and the new PS5 features, um, which is cool. Um, they're still giving some extra in-game content like skins and stuff like that. It's like starting with this trend of all the stuff that you could have gotten out of the deluxe edition that you didn't buy on the last gen. You'll get with this director's cut. Yeah. Yeah, and this game's a this game's a must buy. Um, yep. th- this update, this is this is the game. This is the game. It, it the has game. it. It looked so good on last gen. I can't even. My eyeballs are not ready for what it's going to do on. The my PS5. earballs are not ready because it says that will be enhancements to the 3D audio as well. Okay. Yes, and earballs. Don't forget them. Can't um, forget them if I wanted to. So yeah, what's this? What's this new area we're going to? Do they? Yeah, there's a new island. Uh, they yeah, named Iki it. Island. Yeah. Uh, if you're a history buff, you may know that in addition to Sashumi, the neighboring island of Iki was also invaded during this time period. Uh, today, we're excited to reveal the whole new chapter in Jin's journey is coming and will take place on that island. Uh, in the new story, uh, he travels to the island to investigate rumors of a Mongol presence, but soon he finds himself caught up in the events with a deeply per- with deeply personal stakes. That will force him to relive some traumatic moments from his past. And if there's anything I learned from the few hours I got to sink into uh, Ghost of Tsushima, he has a lot of traumatic moments in his past. They're almost all traumatic moments, I would say. Yeah, somehow, somehow. (laughs) But he still bears ass cheeks every time he gets into a hot spring. And I respect that. That's stepping out of his shell. And, uh, yeah. Coming out of his cage and he's been doing just fine. Ready to fuck up some Mongolians. All right, um, but yeah, there, there's a, a blog, uh, PlayStation blog spot that you can uh, check out. It kind of runs down everything that you can expect. You can decide, um, you know, if it's right for you. Um, one of the good things they've been doing it uh, more and more. You can actually transfer your PS4 to PS5 save. So if you do have that. Um, did we look into uh, what was the price for that upgrade? So if you um, own, if you already own Ghost of Tsushima on PS4, PS4. you can pre-order the upgrade for twenty bucks. Um, That's what it is. And then starting on August twentieth, if you bought the director's cut for PS4, you'll be able to upgrade to the PS5 version for ten bucks, uh, or you can just upgrade from the PS4 version directly to the PS5 version of the director's cut for thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. Hmm. So awesome. realistically, for a lot of us, we're looking at paying thirty bucks for this upgrade, which caught a, rubbed a lot of people wrong. Yeah. Um, but like I said, you're getting a fucking expansion area out of it. It's not that you're just getting like the cosmetics and stuff. They would have charged you twenty bucks for that DLC on its own. Yeah. So deal with it. Yeah, for sure. All right, and then the last one is one that I have not looked at at all. I think we were making jokes before the show saying we... I think, Johnny, you were saying uh, you can't wait to buy this again and then not play it. No, pretty Um, much. Death Stranding, Um, director's cut, of course. Yeah, the the more I see... September 24th. The more I see for the director's cut of this, the weirder I feel. And and the less I feel like I understand the original game now. Yep. Yeah. Um, Wait, what? Did any of us actually go through and beat this thing? No. I beat the original game, yeah. Okay. Okay. The least expected person to do it. 
weird. That is very, very unexpected, which is fun. Um, I didn't get very far at all. And I kept wanting to go back and play it more. But the thing that keeps pulling me away is I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> you carry like, a box. I, I, like, it's weird. But why? There's so much to do that I have <laughs> well, no why idea do I either. Care? It really messed me up. So You work for UPS, I, basically. I'm so, just trying to figure this damn game out. But I saw... I, I saw a meme of uh, it. I, it said like, um, like someone checking their phone, going like, "Why the fuck has my Uber Eats order been in the same place for twenty minutes?" This is and yeah, the it's photo fighting was the the photo was uh, it said uh, or it actually said Grubhub on the bag, <laughs> and you saw like a, a stall in a bathroom, and there's a dude's feet with the Grubhub bag on the floor. Yes. So he's like taking a shit with the Grubhub bag. Um, that's what I think of when I think of this game. That's what it is, basically. Except there's, uh, like a little baby and a thing in front of you. Dude, they they added yeah. a lot of stuff to this game, like for the director's cut. Yeah, it really, really feels like the game came out and did a bunch of really cool stuff and was its own unique thing. Yep. And after it was already very well received, despite how weird it was, Kojima was like, you know what? I really like some different things, though. Um, Mario Kart's been really fun, so I, I like racing games. Um, I also like giant guns. Mm. Um, and tasers are actually pretty cool, too. Uh, I see you're a man of culture as well. And, like, he's it just all got added in. Yeah. And it it, all of it. Let's yeah. just put it all in. Um, I mean, the obvious for the PS5 side of things, we're looking at getting 4K up to 60 frames. We're getting DualSense feedback, stuff like that. But just the content they're adding itself like we it's i don't super weird to like i like i like to when i played the game i tried to do the minimal amount of combat as possible because i'm a fucking fedex delivery driver i don't get paid to kill people (laughs) and god that'd be such a better (laughs) job i mean it was really yeah all all uh customer service jobs need to be able to kill like uh, maybe three or four people a year something like that you need at least one you need at least like a gimme a month one a shift so um, a shift. okay you know I, I i don't think that the the director's cut stuff is stuff that i don't want to experience so i don't feel bad i'm that i'm going to miss it i guess because it's like i don't want better combat i like that it's like really rough and like you're probably going to get your ass kicked if you try to do combat um you know i i don't want to do time trials racing in a the post-apocalypse I mean, like, I get that Mad Max is cool. Are you calling it the post-apocalypse because you're a delivery person? The mm, that's funny. That is funny. Hold on, let's all appreciate that for a moment. But yeah, all the DLC stuff is stuff I'm just not into. So okay, I experienced this game already. I'm happy that Johnny's going to have another copy to not play. And uh, I mean, I would definitely recommend the core game to people. I would almost say that this addition would make me not recommend it anymore but i don't know if that's true yet i mean honestly it's only a ten dollar upgrade too so that's the other big thing it's only a ten dollar upgrade also a gorgeous game again just like the others that we're talking about and that's why i'm excited to see it on the ps5 yeah this hasn't been spoiled for me in any sort of way i have no idea what's going on i don't think anyone that even has played it has any idea what's going on it's impossible to spoil it yeah Really? Okay. Like, I almost want to watch a like a playthrough of what's happening at the end so I can get myself excited. You won't get it. It's fine. It's a, it's not possible. Yeah, you but... you need that commitment. You well, the ending is the ending of the game that. is like a hour and a half long cutscene. So fans of Metal Gear Solid Four will love it. I don't have that kind of time. Um, 
It's, this should be a movie, honestly. Um, well, Kojima's a movie guy. He just never could yeah. get into movies. Alfonso that's Cuaron. Friend, that's why he's friends with Guillermo del Toro. Right. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron should direct this movie, and it would be significantly better than the game. No hate. It's just it is what it is, you know? Yep. Adding racing. It he's just, is what it's it whatever. Is. It's just whatever he's into at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And I respect that. All right, guys. There's definitely something to that. That's how I would. We're switching. That's how I create stuff for sure. Yeah. Like, eh, I kind of want to. uh, Let's get into it. See what this would look like with a (laughs) lizard in it. Wild. All right. Um. So breaking away, finally breaking away from all the updates, hot fixes, uh, directors' cuts, and and other nonsense. we finally some actual news. Finally, got to look at uh, the upgrade. The new, yeah, for Nintendo. The, Switch, the new Nintendo did not hype it at all. They just straight dropped a video on Twitter. Yeah. Yes. This um, is the this is the but, Russian model, right? The Switch Oleg. Folks, sure. Yeah. Anybody? I'm, I'm with you. Ukrainian. Nope. Nope. I haven't watched uh, Black Widow yet. That's funny. All right. Uh, So the new model, um, some of the key features for the new model, uh, the most impressive features, um, it has a full back kickstand, so you don't have that flimsy-ass kickstand. It's an adjustable kickstand. That's the biggest upgrade. That is a good upgrade. That's a huge upgrade. Um, The uh, dock is... uh, the dock has a little bit more to it. Yeah, it has the dock it has a land port now. Land oh port God. and and a bit of lighting to the front from what I saw. Um, okay. The screen slightly bigger and 1% bigger. OLED, OLED baby. Yeah, they're embracing uh, a bunch of technology from uh, 2004, like OLED screens that cell phones have had for, you know, decade and a half at this point. Some of your whole lives. Uh, an Ethernet port. It's pretty powerful stuff. Next gen. My PlayStation 2 had an Ethernet port. But yeah. Folks. Um, it, it, they, they That's because Wi-Fi wasn't a thing back then, though. That's true. <laughs> they claim that it has advanced audio. Um, yeah, it's got, a better, it's got better audio drivers from what I've heard. Um, but from uh, our friends that we've not officially made from over at Tom's Guide yet... Uh, have this really nice um, OLED versus standard original yeah, switchbacks because it's also got um, internal memory. It's got more, so yeah. So it has uh, the original had thirty two. The OLED has sixty four. Um, pretty much everything else is exactly the same. Adding in the wired LAN port, um, the new system's going to weigh just barely anything more um everything else is almost literally the same yeah so my big takeaway on this though is that this really isn't meant to be an upgrade from someone that already has a switch this is if your switch is going out or if you still don't have one this is what you're going to get now um right Right. it's going to replace the old one it's going to be 50 bucks more which is fine because honestly the oled screen is going to cost a difference for them anyway 
um, with the differences that they're making in there with the new dock with the better speakers the better screen and even just that little 32 gig difference on there is going to make a little bit of a price difference in manufacturing mm-hmm. um honestly though what no one's really talking about is how sharp that white is yeah no the uh yeah the, the white the white console looks amazing that's yeah, a big uh, very crisp um advantage for sure that it can it can do much better uh darks and lights basically oh i wasn't even talking about that i mean like the actual white joy counts and white dock oh okay yeah physics yeah uh, they are it is it's sharp uh, but yeah nice. oled i'm i'm an oled guy so um the thing is handheld you're not going to notice it a whole lot um but they are hyping that uh metroid dread is going to be like the first game to take full advantage of the features of the oled switch which really just means it's probably going to be a very dark game with some very popping colors on it and some some much better audio mm-hmm. yeah um some of the things that just make me laugh is uh, the whole thing does kind of like they're not nintendo's not in the same space as the other consoles that would be like their competitor i don't think they're really their competitor um in any sort of way i, I think it's almost like um, oh, Nintendo's not. Nintendo is definitely not a competitor. They, it's, they haven't it's been a, a different part of what is known as the console war for years. Yeah. It's in a completely different category. And even that, you know, some people that you speak with, they go, like, they don't even consider Nintendo. And that's where that kind of comes from. Um, and one of the things that really helps push that, you see this guy in this, uh, uh, the announcement trailer, he's playing Splatoon. And... Like as he's playing, there's a you know th- there's that um, there's a small bit of time where you hear him talking and he looks down and it does this camera shot of his phone sitting on the table and he's talking to his friends through that and it's like that should have been a clear indication <laughs> yeah that something something different needs to happen if you can't if you cannot do everything through the device I mean. I guess that was me just kind of picking on them. Yeah, I think their thing is they don't care to do it through the device. That was never a thing that Nintendo prioritized. And I I also think that the idea of having to use a smartphone app or something else for that communication um, is going to make it more difficult for children to get in there and get trolled on and hear a bunch of stuff their family Mm -hmm. doesn't want them to hear. Yep. Um, That's true. It's intentionally more like, difficult to... Yeah, it's you know. it's going to be one of those weird things where, like, it's still a family-friendly system in every way. Um, if little Timmy wants to get out there and shit-talk people like he was with Halo, it's going to be a couple extra steps for him. So a lot I of mean, people aren't even going to bother with it. Could, couldn't they just make that an option? But then yeah, but as, as, as yeah, a parent... Parents aren't going to know how to... Yeah, parents don't... You've you worked retail long enough, you know that parents don't know how... Or they literally don't do shit. That. They want it to be programmed but, automatically that way, so it's less work for them. Yep. But at that point, because they're done. I don't know. It, it, it's it's making everything harder for a larger community just yep. to make a smaller community not have to worry about and talk to their children. Yep. But I've also never wanted to use voice <laughs> chat on a single Nintendo game online. I have. I mean, well, th- I think there's, that's there's, because there's... their online also sucks. Yes. That's what that's. It all comes back to they need to fix their online. If like they're not doing like 
There's whole. They could be doing a better service. Yeah. yeah, there could be a better service that's happening there that people are paying for that I'm paying for. Yep. Currently, right now, as we're recording this, <laughs> it's also the it's cheapest just, service out there by far. I mean, that doesn't excuse it though. I would pay more. Yeah, I agree. For it to be better, because as far as the service itself, I haven't had any issues. Um, I get that I don't like Me either. the, the friend I, I code system it. as much. The friend code <laughs> system could definitely get revamped, but I hate that. Yeah. That's really, like, the only complaint I have with it. Yeah. Which, again, the main point of it is just to make it more difficult to, like, it slows you down adding, like, you can't just go add a bunch of people you don't know. It's much more difficult. Yeah. So. I get it. I get it. But it doesn't have to be that way. There's better ways to do it. Yes. Anyway, this is all about the system itself, which does look absolutely gorgeous. Um, Still hasn't gone live for pre-order anywhere yet. Um, comes out later this year on October 8th, same day as Metroid Dread. So I'm very excited to get my hands on one yeah. because I, I'm i still rocking a day one launch switch. And one of my goals is, is to move one of the, move it to the living room for things like um, for things like Ring Fit. Yeah. Although that still does leave a lot of questions. I know that during, you know, again, this is something that people have been uh, speculating for a thousand years at this point. But, you know... During E3, a lot of the games looked like they were running on something better than the Switch, according to frame rates and, you know, number of objects on screen and everything. So, there's still the potentiality that there's a more powerful Switch model that still hasn't been announced. But, uh, they are going to keep that shit tight as hell. Are are they trolling us? Yes. Are they, like, letting us think that this is the big thing? Yeah, the other big thing is I don't think any of that stuff showed us or told us in the videos that it was playing on Switch hardware at all. Um, it could have still just been the normal like Computer. dev kit, yeah. PC renders of everything pushing out there. Um, it's true. Because we're used to seeing stuff on PS5 or on Series X where it will tell us like this was captured on a PS5. It's like, oh, cool, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then like when you think back, it's like, oh, yeah, they could easily just not tell us what the Switch stuff that they're showing us was captured on, mm-hmm. and it won't make a difference. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, um, I don't know if we I ever think, mentioned it directly on the show. I think we did. I think okay. we talked. I think it might have been our last episode where we talked a little bit about uh, Bluebird Team and yeah, a rumor of Bluebird Team working on something Silent Hill related. Yep. So, um, uh. The Bloober team has three projects that were discovered under code names. Um, so speculation began to form around the idea that one of them could be the rumored Silent Hill game. However, Bloober team CMO, CMO, Chief Media Officer, uh, Tomas, oh boy, Galikowski, Galikowski. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Made clear that neither of the games described in the files that were leaked are being actively developed. Online speculation based on outdated or incomplete information can often lead to strange theories among gamers. So we do appreciate you asking us directly. Um, confirming that H2O, one of the project names, did become 2019's Layers of Fear 2. We have also applied for two other projects, codenamed respectively Dumb Spiro and Black. After numerous iterations of Dumb Spiro, we concluded we can't at the moment deliver it in a form that is appropriately sensitive to the topic and commercially viable at the same time. In short, it's no longer an active development. Similarly, the idea for the codenamed Project Black 
has also been shelved while we were developing a game under this code name. It is now a much different project than you could read on the web in the past few days. He understandably didn't go into any detail um, on what its deal with Konami entails, but he confirmed that multiple large projects are in the works. We have two internal active projects, one in the production phase and one in pre-production. Both are going to be bigger in scope than the medium. However, none of them is based on the themes or premises we that have been circulating online in the last few days. So he didn't directly say, like, we are not working on Silent Hill. We are not working with, you know, Konami on that. They are have they have some kind of deal with Konami on something. But, I mean, that, that statement, neither of them is based on themes or premises that have been circulating online. And one of those is Silent Hill. And I would say that that is a premise. So... Sure. Uh, seems that they are not working on a Silent Hill, at least. Although they might be working on uh, something similar, which I'd be okay with. For them, I don't know if like something in a bigger scope. I don't know if that's a great idea. I, think I would say smaller scope, good, if anything. If anything, yeah. I think the big problem that I'm going to have um, at this point is honestly, aside from the fact that even if something Silent Hill does happen there's no way it's going to be as effective and as scary as it was to me when I was growing up into those games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Side, side uh, track, I am so tired of them using that still image of you dying in Silent Hills in PT <laughs> um, as an image in anything. Stop using that as the stock start image of a video you're going to play. Yep. I absolutely hate you. Yes, that one. It is the worst. That's um, the one. But also... I just I, I I think that uh, Austin, you said it beforehand in, in our in our group chat that they're like Bloober's really good at doing like unsettling and like creepy but not scary. Right. Right. And, yeah. And with Silent Hill, I want yeah. scary. Oh uh, yeah, I want to be scared. This is also definitely one of the. Where I kind of mentioned this before the show as well, where it's like sometimes you have like a dream team of like two studios that you would want to collaborate on a project each doing their specialty mm-hmm. and bloober is one of the ones that i think they would be amazing just not touching gameplay basically get get another studio to do the gameplay and then bloober comes up with the story um they do a lot of the creative the side stuff and then they hand it off to a developer to make like they they would be a really good like screenwriting group basically like churn out yeah. scripts and then other companies make that and maybe that could that that form of company could exist after like a mass unionization of the game industry where it becomes more expensive for a single studio to create an engine do the entire prototyping phase do the entire pre-production phase all through production and then continue to do all the live support for it forever that could in, in a potential version of the game industry it could be possible to have different studios handle all those things yeah i i would like to see them i would actually like to see them take it even a little further and even go into the blocking phase i would like to see them do the blocking um Mm. giving the team that's going to take control um you know just basically surrendering it to them hey make make this we've given you you know this prototyped version this yeah. is what this is what we're going for, and I think that is going to deliver on the story, the idea of what the gameplay is, um, before the like at that point, what would it be like a refinement team? Yeah, I don't know. Um, just making it, uh, you know, remaking everything that they have there. But hey, this is the production model. I, yeah. I think I think that, uh, yeah, that would be really good. That's I where think- they would excel. 
Yeah, I, I, the, I would like to see the game industry move closer to the movie industry anyways. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I, I'm always interested in their stuff. I think I own all the Bloober projects. Um, so, you know, not I'm not, uh, like, hating on them out of hand, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm not hating on them out of hand. I just don't really like their games. I'm just I like saying the that story. They, they I don't do like better. playing them physically, it, it though. could be better. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying they're just they could be utilized better. I'm saying they're making The Witcher one, and I want to play The Witcher three. <laughs> like they they would be a great finishing studio at the front end of production. Yeah. Like however that's, uh, however you can position that that's what this that's what they should do. I think. Um, I but it's cool, kind of squashing some rumors, talking about what they're doing. I do appreciate the transparency for sure. For sure. All right, so uh, some things moving around over at EA. Um, EA Dice LA has been rebranded. Uh, rebranded as Ripple Effect, working on Battlefield 2042 and another fancy old project. Um, yeah, new... Did uh, we have any name? Did we have anything specific about that other project? Not yet. They said it's new. Uh, so I, I don't know if they directly said a new IP, but they said a new project. Okay. Um, it says, highly means. highly anticipated uh, next major experience will happen and be shown off at the EA Play July 22nd. Yeah. So, okay. that'll be cool. Uh, something to yeah. look forward to. And this, I think, kind of just plays in... You know, this is... This news story is, you know, essentially nothing. But I think it plays into, like, EA does seem to have... They've been going through a shift in their, like, company they culture, I guess. Like, after Jedi Fallen Order did so well, um, they they sort of opened up, and they were like, oh, okay, we can still make single-player, you know, single um, story-focused, uh, not constantly grabbing for money games, and still be popular, get halfway decent ratings, and make a profit, right? And sure. that's something that they sort of thought was impossible. And in fact, they've ruined several game studios at this point, trying to uh, force people out of role. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it seems like because of that, you know, we've already heard that Bioware has said, hey, you know, Dragon Age 4 and our untitled new Mass Effect project are going to be single player focused games. And they weren't previous to this one game's success, which is, I mean, that already is a massive like red flag from a, um, like EA thinking like oh you know what would be a sick way to play Dragon Age this game that's known for being a single player story heavy it's got like a big community of like weird nerds uh, what if it was an MMO basically and it was like <laughs> what if it was Battlefield that'd be sick and it's like no I think actually that would be horribly bad <laughs> I think that's everything for them wait, yeah. wait guys hold on hold on hear me out what if it's Battlefield what if it's but hold on what if it's Battlefield literally Battlefield like no difference it's battlefield wouldn't that be sick that would be sick so um you know ea has had this change of culture going on i think this is part of it where they're like you know what the studio has done their own shit they're, they stand out they're unique so they get to choose their own name and they can rebrand and it's not just a branch of our tech you know essentially a tech studio dice anymore it would be nice for them to you know finally go hey why are we fucking up so much that would be awesome if they That'd were be like awesome. to like do that a little bit of self criticism, just yeah. a little bit of like, okay, let's see. The last fifteen ideas I had were bad, so maybe I'm stupid. Maybe it's not that everybody else in the universe is wrong. 
Simpsons gif? Anybody? Hit me with the no, the kids are wrong. <laughs> but uh, I got it somewhere. Yeah. So, um, you know, possibly emblematic of a new, uh, you know, a shift in position, which I think is good. Again, I was a huge EA fan. I, I was EA was like a company that I hit the majority of their games that would come out in like the early two thousands, mm-hmm. and I was excited when studios were acquired by EA. You know. Um, and they really had an era where they were really powerful and really putting out good shit. And uh, I'd love to see them go back to it, you know? And that era is over. That era is over. But there could always be a new era coming, you know? There could. That's true. All right. Awesome. So something to look forward there. Uh, possibly some yeah. moves in the right direction. Uh, we don't get also too excited, have this... but it's possible. Yeah, definitely don't get excited. <laughs> I would say don't get excited at all. I, I, in fact, <laughs> like the game industry in general has just kind of completely burned that out of me. Yeah. Very um, few uh, completely trustworthy games. But, speaking of hype... Yeah. Uh, we had uh, a PlayStation July State of Play. Um, it didn't yeah. have a ton. Uh, I, I mean, it had a decent amount it was, of It was nine total thing. minutes, apparently. Which, I, I like that. Oh, it's like, here's the shit. One, two, three, four, five trailers. Okay, thank you. Bye. Well, yeah. it was it was nine minutes of death loop. Um, of death loop. Oh, okay. I, I saw the headline that said a nine minute video, and I thought that no, was it, a it was quick, but it did finish off with about nine minutes of death loop. Which, again, I know I've said it multiple times. I don't need to. I know don't more need more. About more. Death no, loop. I get I just, it. I get death loop. Yeah, like it's fine. We understand it now. Um, yep. They did say that you can actually do like a, a no neck snap playthrough, which is neat. I guess. Well, you're still but, killing. But specifically, you don't have to neck snap because apparently here, that is like here I go killing again. Yeah, I guess that's disturbing for people. The next, I don't, I, um, you know. What intrigued me the most is how it started, and it was with Moss. Yeah, mm. yeah, Moss Book is two. cool. Yeah, like um, Moss was a really a really successful VR game for the people that actually had it. Yeah. Um. So me. it's getting an actual sequel they've been working on for a while, which was kind of big. Um. Which has me definitely remembering that, oh yeah, PSVR is a thing, and it's probably going to be a thing again within the next year or so for the PS5. Yep. It, that, that video for Moss, uh, you know, coming into it with no idea or expectation on what this is, that was a really cool, like, opening video. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Moss is really cool. Uh, it's. I just. I'm. I'm so angry because I would have been so much happier the entire video if those little words "PlayStation VR game" didn't appear on the screen right off the bat. Well, yeah. that's something. So I remember when we were talking about VR. Uh, I think it was on the show. I'm pretty sure when we were talking about it, like a couple years ago, maybe mm-hmm. when it was like the. I think a big flaw with VR had been that you played a regular game, but you were in a VR headset. And it's like, no, what we need to do is come up with new perspectives on how the shit is played. And this game is really close. So you play it as if you're playing a normal, um, you know, action platformer or whatever. But you are literally like a godlike being that is looking down at this little creature. And he can react to you. Uh, You can look around objects to try to find hidden things by like moving your physical perspective. Um, I think it did really cool stuff, but still was understandable on what is going on because it's basically a traditional game, but really utilizing that VR for something more useful than like, oh, if you look to your left, you'll see a freaky zombie. Whoa! 
though I, I almost want to say it kind of reminds me like I'd love to see this kind of game be playable without VR. It looks like I'd still enjoy it. Yeah, um, I think it definitely would be doable. I, I guess maybe they're. It's weirdly in. enough they, they made it they made it work for Trover Saves the Universe, which was a VR game. So, yeah. which is an amazing game, by the way. Yeah. So, I'd love to. I'd love. I can't wait to get another VR. I can't wait till we see like a, a VR two happen. VR two. It's in the game. But yeah, um, Moss Book Two. Uh, good announcement. Good way to kick it off. Yeah. Uh, we had talked a little bit about this just throughout the week after I think this came out. Um, arcade. Uh, arcade Geddon. Arcade Geddon. Arcade. Arcadagon. Arcadagon. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, arcade again. I was like, because it's getting... arcade Geddon. Ar- arcade Geddon. Yeah, I keep trying to add extra letters in there. Yeah, it's just arcade again. Feels weird. Um, but this was an interesting idea. Uh, why did we end up talking about this originally? I think I brought up another I, game. I was and then looking you were at like, it what because about it's that? on it's on uh, Epic and it's also on PS Five. Hmm. And I kind of want to get it. Um, I'm hearing really neat things about it. Um, I had a fr- I have a friend that's already playing it that's been completely hooked. Okay, so it seems like a lot of those, um, you know, standard uh, like battle royale and like tropes stuff like stuff that's very familiar, but it it looks like it's been brought into like a full new universe. Yeah, it's it's a co-op it roguelike. Cool. That's wild. Sure. Yeah, it's a co-op roguelike, and apparently it has a dope soundtrack. So I really want to get my hands on it. Um, but with it just dropping and being twenty bucks, you know, I don't like paying full price for anything. I'm probably gonna have to hold off a little bit. <laughs> Fair. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah. What an interesting game. Even the characters look interesting. Yeah, it's got like a lot of different character customization going for it. Um, but I'm a sucker for roguelikes, and I'm probably going to end up getting it. I just don't know if it's going to be PC or PlayStation at this point, because I, I, I do want this. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the one that I started mentioning, uh, it was uh, Tribes of Midgard. Um, mm. I think that's where the conversation started happening. Um this one is uh, an action RPG, kind of uh, like Diablo-like. Um, I, I'm not too sure on how many playable or how many characters you can play with, though. Um, I yeah. think it's at least—I know it's at least four. Um, it looks like there could even be, uh, you know, possibly more than that. But uh, with this specifically, they had already showed off the game. They were showing off. Um, a season, you know, of course, this game being uh, like a game's a service. Um, talking about, I think it was called like the season of the wolves. Yeah, the wolf um, saga. The wolf saga. Um, so, yeah, you know, if you are itching for something kind of um, something kind of Diablo like, you start off with a couple classes, uh, you branch into a bunch more uh, with uh, all with unique skill trees, and that's why I brought this up. I was like. I mean, this could be something kind of cool for, you know, a few of us to jump in and play. Uh, I always find these games, these action RPGs that are not Diablo 3, because for some reason Diablo 3 just did not do it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Torchlight did. Um, 
you know, so those those games that are kind of like that, um, those end up doing it for me. Yeah, even a bit more. I find myself playing them longer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they talked a little bit that about that Tribes of Midgard, the um, Wolf Saga. So something to keep an eye on. I do not remember this next game too much. Um, I remember seeing a little bit of the trailer, but that was yeah. This it. this is one I saw a trailer for it a while back. It's like a, it, it's 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 weird. There's not yeah, really a much better way to put it than what it was that is. RTS that reminds me of this? Um, Biomutant or not Biomutant? Bi- um, no, uh, no, it was something of Eden. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, and just visually, it reminds you of this, but it's nothing like this because this is like a side-scrolling platformer. Right. Um, it's just it's weird. I don't know if I want to be a, a robot wearing a giant mech suit or a you know, rabbit wearing a giant mech suit. With one giant fist. Yeah, and that's the name of the game, right? Fist? Yeah, because it stands for Forged in Shadow Torch, which is a dumb Yeah, that's definitely not a backronym. Don't do that. (laughs) Well, I don't like Mick, so I'm out. September 7th, though, if you're interested. I feel like when this one showed up, I was like, you had to show me this? I don't yeah. feel like this needed to fit in this in the play video. Like I don't think it needed to be there. I do really like the characters, though. Um, like I, I, I like the. You just have a thing for anthropomorphic ladies. The mm. well, I mean, like the the big uh, ox. Like he looks cool. The rabbit actually looks cool. Kind of like dingy. He has some character and personality. Yeah, the cat lady with that flies in and does the lucha libre like Hurricane Rana. Um, this is that's a. This is a continuation. This is an unofficial sequel to both uh, Biomutant and also... Um, what was that tactical game? Uh, it was uh, Mutant Year Zero. That's that the one I was trying to think of earlier. Yeah. 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 I knew Mutant was in there because I kept wanting to say Biomutant. I was like, wait, what? Biomutant Year Zero, folks. And it wait really, a minute. That, that was on. a very average game. Um... <laughs> Oh, look, cool. This game has bullet hell elements, too. That's going to be so fun. Good times. Because everything has to have bullet hell elements now. Yeah, it was, sure. Fist was a weird one. Um, yeah, up next they showed off Hunter's Arena Legends. Um, yeah, they were hyping this to be like a mix between a battle royale and a fighting game. Yes. Which sounds interesting. But how how's that going to work? <laughs> it's gonna like, look like it's gonna work by being our August PlayStation Plus title. Yep. Yes, this is not going to be. Unfortunately, this game's not gonna make it until it makes it to PlayStation Plus or something. It is. They already said so. Oh, it, it is yeah. for sure coming to PlayStation it, Plus. Look yep. at the bottom. Look under the video that you're looking. Oh, at you're right. You're right. <laughs> I don't even think that's gonna save it. This looks pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, this I, looks I, very average. Yeah, yeah um, it could... Fuck. It could be fun. How are they making it a fighting game, though? Like, how are they differentiating that from, a, like, an action? An action well, game? I think that's what they're... meant. How they're talking about, like, the attack combos and having to worry about guarding and stuff. I think yeah. that they're trying to... Whoa, hold on. I just saw that dude walk in with a big afro and a disco ball on a stick. Yeah, for a samurai's in this. Let's go back to that. Because that's how I want to play this game. Yeah, you get different uh, different skins for your characters. Like there it is. Game. Mm-hmm. There it is. Disco Star. 
That's yeah. So it's almost like found him. It, I'm so playing. this reminds me, me a lot of uh, what's the uh, what's the um, Dota style game where you play like gods. Smite. 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 This looks like they're trying to do smite again. Okay. This is like, this is more maps. like hack and slash like action though, so it's it's gonna get me more based on that. Um, I, I might at least try this one out because um, the combat looks like it might be fun. Um, I just need to know what my purpose is for doing it, but it really does look like it's like just surviving, you know, with that battle royale style. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm more inclined to play it because there's you know normal enemies to fight, not just other players. Yeah, it's at least unique. I think that's the thing that I like. Like, they're doing something that could... This could be a good idea, but maybe they're just not there yet. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, the more I'm looking at this, the more I do want to try it. So I'm at least going right. to give it a shot. Uh, I want to see what all these different characters play like. Um, worst case, it's going to be like that last dumb all-star um, all destruction game that I'll install, play once, and say never again. Yeah. Yep. At least on the PS5, it's a fast install and a fast delete. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, a game that we've been looking at for quite some time, uh, is, is it Sifu? Sifu? Sifu, I think. Seafood? Seafood, yeah. Okay. Um, this one actually looks really cool. It looks a lot like yeah, this um, is really good. Absolver. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. It's... Um, I'm not really too like caught up on all of the like badass Japanese uh, martial arts games, martial arts movies, but mm -hmm. that's what this is pretty much. Yeah, um, yeah this looks really really good. Um, just uh, I, I don't even know what kind of game this is, how it's going to play. If you're going, you know, progressing through a story, or if you're going to be loading into like each level. Um, it is uh, described as a beat em up. Yep. Uh, so, you know, expect that. <laughs> it's basically but like when you get knocked out, you age, age up. Yeah. So by the end of the game, you're going to be like 600 years old, just beating the shit out of people. Still in the tutorial. <laughs> Still in the tutorial. 60 yeah. years old. <laughs> Jesus. I wonder how long you go. Yeah, that's a good yeah but this one, th this does look really good. It did get pushed back, though. It was slated mm -hmm. for holiday this year, and it was pushed to uh, 2022. Yep. All right. What else do we have? Uh, Jet the Far Shore? Um, I, I don't remember. Okay, I do remember this, because it kind of reminded me yeah. of, uh, like, Flower. Yep. Um, but it's like, if you could if you were playing flower and then you could actually stop like you can slow down and stop um so yeah i think you're in your ship just exploring uh and, and then you can like stop i'm not sure if it's in predetermined locations or, or how they're how they're doing this um yeah it's weird because like just the, the the visual of watching the ship like show up and just flying like that reminded me of uh race the sun from forever ago yeah. Um, that I really enjoyed for as long as I could play it. For sure. Um, and then uh, we had uh, Demon Slayer. Anyone know anything about this? It's based on the uh, show, right? Yeah, yeah. It's based on the based on the anime. Yeah, it's an yeah, anime action game. Okay. Okay. Is what it I is. looked at it and I was like, man, 
This kid is whining a whole lot. Yep. It's based <laughs> on the anime, and the anime is the anime is blowing up right now, and it just had a movie go in theaters and got yeah. tremendously good outcomes. So, um, oh, yeah. this is like the current huge anime for everyone to be hype on. Okay. Um, but I think that what this is about is this character that's not the main character from the show. Cool. So they talked about that for a bit, and then uh, Lost Judgment. Yeah, Lost Judgment looks good. Yep. I, I still have this thing where I'm like, am I going to be interested in this? It's yeah. if you were if you like the old Yakuza games, then the I Judgment know. series is what you have now. But it's a good jumping on point because you could go back and play Judgment now, and this yeah. doesn't come out until September. 24th. Yeah, and Judgment's on sale right now, and it's going on sale a lot. So my problem is, I I really love the goofy like a dragon stuff, and this seems to be without that. Yeah, this is the more serious. Like a Dragon is unlike anything else that was out there. So, this is yeah. more like the classic Yakuza, and this—that's what's it's all going forward to be like. You're going to get everything this way. Judgment's going to be your new thing. Yeah, and that, and that's good. That's smart. It's a really good like, you know, like chance because I, that was one of the biggest things that they were dealing with. You know, they couldn't. It was hard to get new people in. I feel like for them. When you're like eight games deep in a franchise. <laughs> yeah, no, it's tough. Yeah. But yeah, uh, if, if you play Judgment, awesome. Um, if you haven't played Judgment, I mean, could be something to check out. If, if you uh, like watch the trailer and you're like, okay, I see what I see what's got going on. Um, I know back when Judgment did come out, I wanted to jump into it, but I never did. Holy shit, hold on. That area is in Like a Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. They take place in the same world. Yep. I mean, literally this environment, I was... Yes. It's in the game. Yeah. That's funny. Yep. <laughs> Gotta save money somehow, baby. Yeah, they're all, the same, they they all take place in the same world, just different uh, different times, different stories being told. Well, the items are even in the exact same spot. <laughs> yeah, so this, this was probably later <laughs> that night. Saving that money. So, so it's, yeah, that's what he is. Later that night, this serious guy's getting the shit kicked out of him by this uh, by this gang. But earlier in the day, there was a grown man in a diaper. Uh, you were attacked by him and his friends, who were also in diapers, and mm-hmm. uh, then a bunch of uh, like crawfish. Yep, it does happen. God, they live time in time different time. worlds, don't they? They really live in different worlds. Yeah, yeah. you can almost say it's like night and day. Good stuff. After uh, that, already... they, uh, yeah, they talked about the Death Stranding director's cut. We talked about that. And then nine minutes of Deathloop. I would um, rather official, skip it, honestly. An official gameplay yeah, walkthrough that we really don't need. I mean, We've seen it. You, at this I get point, it. you're either sold on Deathloop or you're not. Yeah, I don't know why I they're going like, so deep. I feel like that's going to hurt. It, it's it, going to, yeah. I, I, I feel like the big thing is they're just going to keep talking about it until it finally hits Xbox. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. I want 100 trillion copies sold. Make it happen. The gunplay looks fun, though. I am I'm, I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Good stuff. But that that was pretty much it. Um, it wasn't super like a super long show. Uh, all in all, I I was kind of hoping for something because they've been like PlayStation. Ha- they've been on the 
like level. You know what I mean? They've been it hasn't been yeah. these new things. There's been nothing surprising that's happened with them. It's just hey, here's the same stuff that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but our last show, uh, our last thing of the day for the show, um, uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Infinity was announced. Um, kind of so, announced. Let's go back a little bit. It was leaked and then announced. Right. Yes. Uh, so basically Ubisoft goes, man, Fortnite, GTA Five, these other games of service, why aren't we doing that? That's what this is. Here yep. we are. We're do- we are um, doing it. They are doing it. They're doing it now. Um, so uh, basically, uh, they want to take that feeling that you have with these big Assassin's Creed games you've been playing, and they want to give that to you, and they want to give it to you, um, I imagine, in like seasons, right? Mm-hmm. So um, taking you to different places, I- I'm not sure how they'll maintain that. Right. Um, they'll have to remove stuff. They'll have to load and unload things. Which, sometimes that's cool. I mean, for me, I always feel like, damn. Like, there's always these people that are like, I really wish this was still here. Mm-hmm. So, it, it is a, it is kind of an interesting thing. Uh, but with this, uh, it did have a pretty big influx of people saying, hey, uh... Uh, there's a lot of like sexual allegations and misconduct that's happening within the studio, um, and these yeah. people are still, you know, in place. And I feel like as creative th- directors, in some cases, I feel like, like this is the same conversation we had uh, like nine months ago, yeah. a year ago. Um, so very, very interesting uh, that it almost seems it looks like it has not it just looks like it hasn't been taken care of or even uh you know hasn't been taken care of hasn't even i don't even has it really been addressed yeah it's hard to say everything they did was internal um they they didn't want to talk about their results to things and it's it's just kind of it's like i mean what can we really yeah. How can you expect I, people to think you've done anything when you don't say that you've done anything? Yeah, or, or show that you've done anything. Right. There's still, these people are in the same spots that they had been. Um, I mean, that's just how, you know, companies work. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which reminds me, I started playing The Outer Worlds again. I'm really enjoying it this time. That's weird. <laughs> What's the difference? I know what I'm expecting now. <laughs> Nothing. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's no difference. I, I know that it's just like real life when the companies matter and you're just a useless cog in the machine. Yes. Um, so we were looking at this Bloomberg article, of course, by Jason Schreier. He kind of dives into the dirtier side of things. Um, I don't think he's really too interested in talking about what everyone else is talking about. That's kind of his, his niche there. It's what got him um, where he is and it's why we it, like him so much. Right, right. Um but uh, I, I definitely expect here in the very, very near future to hear more about Assassin's Creed uh, Infinity. I, I'm interested. 
Um, because it kind of goes to that idea that I think um, Austin, you and I talked about probably like three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, mm. um, where we were talking like we used Ubisoft as the uh, kind of example of what we would like to see using Assassin's Creed in general. Um, so uh, if you guys want to hear more of that, you can, of course, listen to pretty much all of our back uh, backlog on uh, you know on any of the streaming platforms, um, but yeah, it was just kind of saying like, hey, I wish we could get something that would you know uh, they work on their major games, mm-hmm. and then as well they would give us these small bits along the way. This could be those small bits. Yeah, I mean they they, they could deliver it that way very right. easily by with the games of service. I think that is the way to go. I mean, it's, you know, as we talk about how huge these Assassin's Creed games are, this kind of gives them the ability to say, you know, okay, we're going to do, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed Pirate. And you play a, a smaller game as a pirate, and you do, you know, XYZ goals, whatever. And then, okay, we've done that. Now we're going to do Assassin's Creed, uh, you know, Persian Empire, and you're going to play a character in Persia. And, like they can have kind of an overarching like world where it's like, okay, I'm going to go to the Persia map and you just kind of run around and there's a bunch of background shit to do that, you know, is the typical Assassin's Creed stuff. But then you have these core stories that you can kind of crunch through and get the, the main experience of playing the game without having to play, you know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey that takes 900,000 hours. Yeah. Yeah. And it also acts as a good incubator because they can mm-hmm. gauge, Hey, Test. what are people interested in? Yep. Oh, they really like that. Cool. We're going to make that not this next project, maybe the project after. Yep. Um, and, and it, yeah, it's a really good way to like breed fresh ideas. Hell yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, last actually, uh, I, I think Johnny, you brought this up here right at the end. Um, yeah, Sony had been acquiring people over this past two weeks, <laughs> and we didn't talk about it. Yeah, it's actually really funny because um, uh, one of their other Twitter accounts accidentally dropped the wrong image. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, the other week, Sony officially announced that they have acquired Housemark Studios, which is huge for some of us. Um, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a smart move. These guys ha- at Housemark have been working with PlayStation for a while already. Um, Returnal, uh, I, you know, I, I haven't looked at the numbers. I would say it's definitely a success. Yeah, Returnal, um, Ret- I, I held off on playing Returnal for so long, and I finally caved and popped it in the other week, and it is really good. Um, even if I'm making no progress, the no progress I'm making still feels really good. Hell yeah. And that, like, I... I'm on the fence for that too. Um, it's it's but, doing really well. This is this is awesome though because it adds a lot to what PlayStation has. Um, well, and that's the funny thing. You brought it up at the very beginning. Um, we know Housemark was, and it threw me off because I saw a lot of posts saying, "Oh, hey, th- this company has also been acquired by Sony." It's yeah, percent for the, sure. The, and the day they were about to make the Housemark announcement. Um, was it, was it Japan, right? Was it Twitter it was Japan, I think? Or Twitter, Twitter Japan. China. It was like one of the it was either Japan or China. Someone dropped the wrong image for an acquisition and they dropped one of these same images that was for Blue Point. 
and that got deleted real quick. Um, Oops. But not before the entire internet noticed. <laughs> but so it's couple the the like it was the it's same, already it was pre-made. A, yeah, it was an image <laughs> that was ready for it. So either either their marketing team had all these planned out for who are we going to buy and which flipping coins and rolling dice, <laughs> or we're just waiting for that announcement. Or maybe um, they just put it out into the universe. You know yeah, what I mean? Now, There's now no conversation. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, now we're just going to wait for that to happen, and because we've already got Housemark, let us get Bluepoint later on, uh, because they already know how to work a Sony console. They know how that Sony framework functions best, um, and honestly, one of the best PS5 games I've ever played was Demon Souls. So, like aside from mm-hmm. Astrobot and Demon Souls and Returnal are like my tops right now. Um, that's because I haven't played Ratchet and Clank yet. But look at that. All companies potentially owned by Sony. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Um, so yeah, it's been we look- it's been interesting to see the like Sony and Microsoft settling into two completely different like competitive models. Yeah, yeah I like guess Sony. That is has- like the true way to succeed in the console wars. Just do what Nintendo did and don't even participate. Yeah, Sony kind of almost threw a little bit of shade, and we're kind of like, you know, we're not in a race to acquire studios because that's not going to do anything. Of um, course. And then Microsoft comes back with acquiring studios is a very smart thing to do for a company. And it's like, you guys just both grow the fuck up. Like, yeah. First of all, buying every studio in the world doesn't mean dick. Um, if you manage them properly and function, like at that point, you're just buying them to buy them. Um, Sony's at least strategically doing this, it looks like, by saying, hey, you've already shown that we, you can do awesome work for us. We're going to buy you. Um, I, I think I think Xbox has been doing it strategically, but they've been doing it strategically for longer. It's, because it's weird. You know, like years the, ago, you know, it's probably been at least a year and a half or two years since we were talking about, um, you know, them just picking up like, hey, why are they kind of acquiring these very like interesting people? That were leaving major studios, and then and then those interesting people turned into, you know, interesting, um, you know, interesting studios and or interesting projects. That it's it's just up. weird because it it's almost feels weird. like the Amazon approach to me of like we're just gonna swoop you up now, and we're gonna swoop you up now. And now you're ours. Keep doing your thing, but we're making money off of you. Mm-hmm. Whereas CHU like Nordic, it, it just or feels diff- group now. It just feels different with Sony because it feels more like. Yeah, these guys have been doing a really good job with us, so we just decided to welcome them in and, and just just kind of acquire them. It um, is more intentional, yeah. Yeah, it feels more deliberate. It feels like it has more purpose behind it. Like, I get it's the almost, idea of, like, swooping your arms out and pulling all the poker chips over towards you, but something feels a lot cooler about, yeah, we want these guys, and just taking that one while someone else is over here announcing, like, the five or six they just got. Yeah. It, it's the quality over quantity situation yeah it's that argument and right now the biggest argument that we're going to have on the other side of it is like honestly the thing with with housemark and even if it does become blue point is they've already only been making stuff for playstation for the most part a couple pc Mm -hmm. things here and there but mostly playstation stuff um if we go the other way around and like microsoft stuff like stuff microsoft's acquiring has been going everywhere it is so willy-nilly with them. You know, they still have games that are timed exclusive on PlayStation because yeah, they acquired it's, them it's, after. It's weird like that. Um, yeah. But I just I just thought that this was a, a really awesome way to kind of wrap as this has been a... This was a, this was a kind of a big deal. It was really cool to see it happen. Um, 
but also not super surprising at the same time. For sure. Hmm. All right, guys, that's the show. Uh, of course, we'll keep uh, an eye on all of these kind of developing stories that we may have talked about. Um, can't we? Can't wait to hopefully next week uh, have a bit more info. Man, Baldur's Gate five or Baldur's Gate three, the fifth. Baldur's Gate five. Baldur's Gate five. Can't wait. Uh, but yeah, no, I can't wait to play the the update five for that. Yeah, I'm excited I'm for that. So fucking excited for it. Um, but as always, thanks for hanging out. If you guys get the chance, head over facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. We appreciate all those likes, comments, and shares over there. Chat with us on the daily uh, as well on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live, do junk just like this. Uh, but for Mammoth Games Inc., I'm one of your hosts, Jay. Nice warm. I am Austin, filter cord. I'm Johnny Riot. See if you can guess who I am. Major potty. Fuck. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>